Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. Man, it's good to know that God still has a purpose for our lives. And uh, it's just good to be here. It's good to be seen and not viewed. Um, God has been so good. And so um, I'm grateful for that. And so today, uh, just keep in mind, if you don't mind, keep remembering Ukraine and keep lifting them up in prayer every day. Uh, they're going through a pretty tough time and it's been a while. They've been going through this a long time. So, um, <clears throat> let's continue to keep them in your, in your prayers. Well, brothers and sisters today, uh, I want to continue with our series, um, the renewing of the mind, but I want to entitle this message, guard your thoughts. And the reason I say that is because Proverbs 23 and seven says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that word heart is synonymous or means the same thing uh, in the Greek as mind. And so I want to talk to you today about guarding your thoughts. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we ask you to anoint your word and bless the people of God as they listen to your word. And those who don't know you, Lord, that you would stir them and draw them to you. And Father, we thank you that your word will accomplish that which you please and will not return into your void. And I thank you for word in my lips this day in Jesus name. Amen. And so I want to th- I want to talk to you about guarding your thoughts. <clears throat> and it's very important. And I consider this probably one of the most important um, subjects that I've, I've done or that or that I can do uh, because it's critical. And so I want to go back a little bit just to do a little bit of a review. Um, when we talk about this series, Renewing Your Mind, the Bible says that, you know, if um, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're born from above. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and he asked Jesus uh, about his mission, about those things. And Jesus told him, Nicodemus, in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And Nicodemus came back and asked the Lord. He said, well, Lord, can a man enter his mother's womb a second time when he's old? And so Jesus had to explain to him that being born again basically means being born of the spirit, being born from above, being born from the spirit of God. So you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're now uh, a child of God, but it doesn't stop there. In fact, it begins right there for you to be an effective Christian. You need to move on. And sometimes I find that in this life, Christians have stopped at the cross and that was it. They got saved and then didn't get in a good Bible believing church and really hurt themselves uh, in terms of uh, being faithful to God, carrying out the things that God asked us to do and those type of things. So I want to talk to you about that. So we'll we'll certainly cover that. So being born again, I'm born from above. But then he says something in Romans 12, 1 and 2, which is very key to what I'm going to talk about. He says, Paul says in uh, the 12th chapter and the first verse, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and that perfect and that acceptable will of God. 
So as I present myself to God, my body, you know, the body can't do anything except you will it in your mind. Your body is not like, uh, you know, it can't just get up and do what it wants to do. It's controlled by your mind. Now, one of the key things to remember is that man is a three part being. And I think sometimes we miss this. Man is a spirit and you're born again. So now you're born of God's spirit and you're a brand new creature, but you're a spirit and you have a soul. Your soul is your mind, will and emotions. Your soul is that part that's forever attached to your spirit. You can't separate the two. In fact, if you go back and you read the story about the rich man and Lazarus, you'll find that when they did the rich man's funeral, the Bible says that his body was carried to the graveyard and he was buried. And then in the next sentence, it says, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes. And then Father Abraham told him, son, remember thou when you were in this life and you you uh, prospered uh, sumptuously, uh, you had everything you needed and yet you didn't share with Lazarus. But now Lazarus is comforted and you're in pain and torment. See, remember, the rich man was able to think. He thought about his brothers. He asked Father Abraham to send somebody from the dead to warn his brothers of this place. The man could feel. He felt the pain. The rich man could feel everything. He could remember. He could see. So clearly his soulish rim was there with his eternal and immortal spirit. And to this day, that certain rich man was a real person that Jesus was talking about. So the Bible clearly says, number one, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body, okay? And so uh, even in uh, Thessalonians, Paul was talking about, I pray God that your whole spirit, soul, and body uh, be preserved until the coming of our Lord. And so even Paul made a distinction between the two. And I can give you even further scripture on that in Hebrews 4 and 12. The Bible says, for the word of God is quick, that means alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing line of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So that means that the word of God can discern or differentiate between the soul and the spirit. So as the word feeds or renews your mind, it feeds your spirit because the two are sort of... Um, intertwined, so to speak. Although they're different, they're still part of the man. They're, they're you. It makes up you. You know, your spirit, soul, and body completes the process, and that's you. You know, I think we're made just like God said in his image. God is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and we are spirit, soul, and body. So we are triune beings just like our God is a triune God. All right. So that's very important that we remember that, that we would distinguish, distinguish that. So anyway, going back to what I want to talk about, guarding your thoughts. All right. In Proverbs, the Bible says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So keep your mind, protect your mind with all diligence. I mean, you have to be purposeful when you're protecting your minds and your thoughts and and understand that you can't allow everything to enter into your mind. You can't sit around and watch everything that comes across the TV. You know, we we're bad at that because we like a good movie 
And a good movie's got to have some action. It's got to have some violence, a little bloodshed, and some things like that. You know what I'm talking about. So sometimes we we need to check ourselves on what we are allowing through our eye gates. You know, our eyes are one way that we can take in uh, images and anything that will produce thoughts. You know, and here we are. We have to guard our mind against thoughts that are wayward, renegade thoughts, thoughts that 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 came from from what you watched, that came from what you read, that came from what you heard. You know, those type of thoughts. The Amplified Bible says to watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flows the springs of life. So everything you are, anything that you're going to be, it starts in your mind. You know, the scripture did say, I read it again, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Someone said, if you could believe it, you can achieve it. If I can see it, if I can believe it, I can achieve it. And sometimes not necessarily see it, but I have to believe it. You know, and if I can believe it, then I can achieve it. I can overcome. And so the, this is very important. There's one other uh, Bible in, interpretation uh, that I'd like to read. The NIV Bible says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I'm going to tell you that Satan is certainly after your mind. He wants to bring thoughts and things that are contrary to the word of God to get you not to believe the word. This is why one of the things I always say when I say the sinner's prayer at the end of a broadcast, I always tell you to join a good Bible believing church and get you a good Bible. I mean, because at that point, you have to start feeding yourself the word of God. You know, the renewal of your mind, that's the part where you get the Bible, you read the Bible, you think about it, you meditate it, you maul it over in your mind. You know, you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, to give you thoughts, to give you things to, to think about. What was the writer talking about? Where was the writer when the book was written? You know, what was the writer doing? What did he mean? What did he say? A lot of times when Jesus was using parables, why did he use parables? Because the people were farmers and the people were agricultural kind of people. So they could relate to those kinds of things. And so that's what he's talking about, you know, as he's going through that. And, and trying to uh, to get them to see what the word of God is saying. So we meditate that word and we get that word to start renewing our minds. Study the word of God. You know, it's important that we study the word of God. The Bible talks about uh, studying the word of God. And so it's important because the scripture says, and in, uh, in, uh, I believe it's 2 Timothy 2 and 15, um, he's told, he tells Timothy, to, to study the word of God, because it's very important that you study the word and that you get the word down in your heart. And that's the part where you begin to renew your mind as you study the word. The word is very important. And uh, that that is what's going to renew your mind. And so it says in Second Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So. As I'm guarding my heart, as I'm protecting my heart, you know, I'm studying the word because I need to put the word in my mind so it's renewed. And it's a daily process every day. You know, think about a scripture. Think about a particular scripture and then think about the Lord. You know, you can do that through um, through through songs and and uh, you can listen on your way to work. If you want to listen to a good uh, preaching message 
or if you want to listen to some praise and worship. But always keep that constant uh, word of God going through your mind, helping you, because what it does, it builds you up and it helps you in your faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you build your faith up, brothers and sisters, by hearing the word of God, by getting the word of God, by keeping the word of God in front of your face every day as often as possible. You know, even when you're dealing with in meetings and things like that, the, the word can run through your mind. Uh, yes, you have to focus on what you're doing. But, you know, one of the things you don't want to do, especially in the things of this life, is you don't ever want to get conformed to what they do. A lot of times, you know, on the work, uh, on the job or in the workplace, you can find yourself conforming to the ways of that environment, you know, if they're contrary to the word of God. You and I both know what the Bible says is wrong. And you also know what people say that's politically correct, you know, and we talk a lot about all the different things on TV and the different way they view men and women and you know, all the different relationships now that people have, the different family structures that came as a result of really people being misled and confused. And now it's taken hold and how you can just say anything out there and, and, and make it the truth. And when indeed it's a lie, you know, but the Bible spoke about that. That's not strange because the Bible says in the last days, men will you will, will lie, will say uh, things are true and they're not. Uh, and it's a whole host of things that happens in the last days. And that's just one of them, you know, calling a lie the truth and the truth a lie. You know, if you say it long enough, that makes it true. No, that makes it their truth. Doesn't make it the truth. You know, so that's something that we need to watch over. So really watching what goes in our eyes and what goes in our ears. That's very important uh, to keep us uh, protected. Jesus said in Matthew 12 and 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, when you get full of whatever it is you talking, uh, thinking about, meditating on, you start speaking, man, it comes right out of your mouth. And so let's say if you've been really meditating the word and somebody uh, you get to talking about the word, the word will flow freely out of you because that's exactly what you've been meditating on, what you've been thinking about. But if you've been thinking about your problems and thinking about all the different things that's going on in your life and how bad life is, you know, you'll begin to spill that out and you'll tell people, absolutely, you will. And, and you'll find out, you know, once you start, you unload on them, you know, and, and really people don't deserve that. But that's what happens. Right. Yeah. And so Satan will send thoughts to your mind that are not right. And they typically exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and they work against you if you let them. And so what I want to do is show you how to guard your thoughts. Now, obviously, you know, be careful what you watch, what you read, what you see, what you allow before you, what you hear. Those are really good ways. Those are definitely, um, you know, some of the starter blocks is to stop those things from trying to go in your mind. You know, stop them. That at that point, that's what you need to do. But also, um, you know, you need to understand, again, that putting a word in your mind will help fill your mind with godly thoughts, godly principles, godly precepts. If you ever read Psalms 119, that whole chapter is about 100 and I don't know, 170 some verses, maybe uh, it's, it's a lot. And anyway, if you read Psalms uh, 119, all it talks about is either the word, God's commandments 
God's statues, God's precepts. I mean, it's something that's concerning the word, concerning what God has said. Um, it's just uh, wow. David talks about that. And it's it's amazing when you read that. So let's say that the devil sends some things in your mind and you know that thought wasn't. I mean, come on, man. That thought wasn't godly at all. I've had the craziest thoughts come through my mind and I'd be like, what in the world? You know, so it's something that I need to do about that thought. I can't let that go. You know, because the thing is, here's the problem with thoughts. Long time ago, a pastor told me, I never forget. I never forget this. He says, if you sow a thought, you'll reap an action. If you sow an action, you'll reap a habit. If you sow a habit, you'll reap a lifestyle. Think about that for a minute. That's amazing. And that's right. If you maul on that thought and you act on that thought, you will absolutely sow an action. I promise you, most uh, every adulterous affair began with somebody having a thought when they saw that person. And then Satan recognized what was going on and he gave the other person thoughts and they reciprocated those. And eventually they started acting them out. And, you know, one thing led to another and they found themselves in an adulterous affair. And that's typically how pretty much most sin happens or all sin happens. It starts with a thought. The devil brings you a thought. He can't come and make you do anything. He cannot. He cannot make you do anything against your will. God won't even make you do anything against your will. You have to be open to God. It has to be all voluntary. Terry, on your part, God is not going to make you do anything. Now, evil spirits will drive you once they get a hold of you. You open your mind to them or you start you get in a habit or you, you know, you get in a stronghold. Yes. Lustful spirits will drive you crazy. Absolutely. Lying spirits will cause you to lie, lie, lie. And you can't even tell the truth. I've had kids in school. All they do is lie. Can't tell the truth. You sitting there watching them. And they still lie and fight you on it every time. You know, some of our political figures, that's what's wrong with them. They got spirits of lying because they started out with thoughts and then they opened the door for all those thoughts and those spirits to come in. And they absolutely came in. That's why <clears throat> we need to guard our hearts and protect our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life and everything. I'm telling you, everything starts in our heart. So when those thoughts come, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we can take authority over those thoughts. So if you recognize a thought, something comes in your mind that's not right. <clears throat> don't let it stay there. Simply change the thought, you know. Say, no, devil, I'm not receiving that thought. I cast that down in Jesus name and change the thought. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, he talks about brethren, think on these things that are lovely, the things that are pure, the things that are of a good report. If there be any praise, if there be any virtue, think on these things. So there you have it. Think on the word of God. Anything to counter these kinds of thoughts that come to try to set up in your mind. OK, so you struggle with cigarettes. And I mean, that was a struggle for you and you were able to stop smoking. 
you notice that the devil send you pictures of some somebody having a great cigarette the outside and oh they're inhaling and life is good. They even have cigarette commercials with it and all those kinds of things. That's for you because he wants to get you hooked back on cigarettes. The same thing. Brothers, he gets you out there showing you these young girls and and all this stuff. They're amazing figures. And the next thing you know, you lusting after their beauty. And if they give you any time, you find yourself in a situation if you keep going, you know, complimenting you at work, telling you how good you are and all those things. And brothers, they trust me. That's the devil. And all he wants to do is mess you up. And so this is how these things start. So you have to guard when those thoughts come. You have to cast those thoughts down. Don't let them stay there. I don't care what it is. You know what God delivered you from. You know the things that you struggle with. Now that you're free from those things, you don't want to go back there and visit those things. You want to stay away. You don't want anything to do with them. Because once you open that door, it's going to be hard to close it. You can't close and you don't even know if you can close it. You know, if you were struggling with something and you let it back in, it's going to bring in seven things that's worse than itself. Now you stuck with everything else. So don't open that door and don't allow the devil to come in. All right. And so make sure you guard your thoughts at all costs. Guard your mind, protect your mind against the thoughts of the enemy. Brothers and sisters, I think I'm going to stop right there and I can pick this up um, another time where we can talk about uh, more thoughts. But it's very important that you remember that, that you want to guard your thoughts. Right. And in that you just want to guard your mind overall and you have to watch what you watch. I'm going to tell you something. If you keep taking in the news over and over again, those are 30 minute cycles over and over. And they saying the same thing. And then when they get a new update, they'll add that in and they continue to say the same thing. The scripture says faith come by hearing. If you continue to listen to that, you'll continue to have faith for these high gas prices. You know, now you have faith and believe that they're going to hurt your life, that they're going to wreck your life. And you have a tendency to forget that God said that I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So God already told you he's going to protect you. He's going to meet your needs. David said, I was young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. So God got you. He's going to protect you. But you don't want to open that door to think that high gas prices, inflation and all the bad things are going to wreck your life. You know, my brothers and sisters living on fixed incomes, you do know that God said that he'll supply all your needs. And so he's able to give you more income and bless you where you need it. You trust him because he said he'll supply all of your needs. So watch the things that you watch. Be careful um, and guard your thoughts. And most of all, guard your mind. Uh, Listen, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, here's a great time to do so. You do know that if you die in the condition that you're in and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you will go to hell for all eternity. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to stand before God in a great white throne judgment and the angels of the Lord throw you into the uh, lake of fire. You, you don't want that, especially when you have an opportunity to do something about it. You know, Jesus went to that cross and died for us so that we wouldn't have to go to hell. 
Hell was created for Satan and his angels, for those rebellious angels, they rebel. A third of the angels rebelled against God in heaven. And so God cast them out. The Bible says that Michael cast them out. A third of the angels and Satan, he cast them out of heaven and they were cast down here to the earth and they hate God. And so what they try to do is hurt God's creation. They try to keep you from finding the truth. The Bible talks about how the Satan blinded the eyes of those that don't believe so that they don't see and they don't hear the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. His whole um, intent is to keep you away from Christ, to keep you confused, to get you wrapped up into Eastern religions and things that don't even talk about Jesus. That's what he wants to do. You know, so. What you what you should do right now, if God is pulling on your heart, say this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I'm a sinner. Lord, I repent for my sins. You said in your word that if I believe in my heart. That God raised you from the dead. And if I believe in my heart that you died for my sins and that if I receive you, that you'll save me. So, Lord, I believe and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart right now. Save me. I'm your child. I give myself to you right now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your presence, Jesus. I need you right now. I cast myself over to you. In Jesus name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, if you pray that prayer, man, all you had to do was believe. And now you're a child of God. I need you to find you a good Bible believing church. Get you a good Bible and you want to start reading. Get you a audio Bible so that sometimes when you just got spare time, let it play in your ear. And man, God will bless you until this is Brother Leonard. Until next time, uh, we'll talk more about this. And so God bless you. God keep you. Until next time, this is Brother Leonard. Have a great day.